Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bat River Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois. And we've got plenty to discuss throughout the next 60 minutes. The playoffs back in action. We cannot be more excited. Stanley Cup postseason. We'll go over the two games tonight. We'll also add an additional series bet that I'm putting on our slate. An additional one from our Hurricanes one yesterday. And a very similar one that I was kind of teasing, thinking about doing. If you're listening, you probably know what I'm talking about. So we'll get to that at the end of the show as well as a look at tonight's game with the Heat and the Celtics also have a straight-up play for Game 1 in the Eastern Conference Finals. So plenty of basketball action, not only throughout the NBA, but at 15 minutes from now, we'll talk some WNBA. Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cast, will be talking some women's hoops with us. I know she's been crushing it year after year, so we're excited to switch things up a little bit and talk some WNBA with her. And she's got some baseball thoughts. Then afterward, we'll go back to the NBA. Nick Whalen, senior NBA editor over at RotoWire, has thoughts on tonight's game, the series prices, and we'll take a look for the Mavericks and the Warriors. So NBA, like we said, in 30 minutes with Nick Whalen. Then, like I was saying as well, I mean, we have the additional series bet in hockey, and then we got the outright play in basketball. We'll save that for the end of the show in about 45 minutes. 
I want to begin in Major League Baseball. And man, MLB has been kicking my butt to say the least. I mean, Noah Syndergaard kills us with the first five bet after the Angels put up a three spot in the first. And then he gives up six earned runs against the Rangers. Can't write that. And then, well, of course, we have the Dodgers run line. They go into the ninth of 5-2. to two. Kimbrell still haunting me from being a Cubs fan. Gives up two runs. The Dodgers win. But we get screwed on our run line bet. Baseball has been tough, but that doesn't mean I'm jumping off the saddle. We're looking to make a couple wagers on the diamond tonight. And I got to start with this Cubs game. Cubs had a great performance last night, winning 9-0, riding the back of Wilson Contreras, who has been killing it as of late. Hit a nice grand slam, and again, helping the Cubs get to that 9-0 victory, looking to once again replicate that success at the friendly confines. So in this game, Chicago opened up about minus 136 or so. Pittsburgh plus 124. It's been uh, some big line discrepancies from this game, depending on where you've shopped. Because at Bet Rivers, you're seeing the Cubs getting a lot of respect up to minus 155. The Pirates at about plus 130. Total, a shorter one at about 7.5 with a little bit of juice to the under. It did open at 7, though, so it went up to 7.5. But again, a little bit of juice you got to lay if you think it stays under that. But some books have had it as low as minus 135 throughout the day on the side of the Cubbies. Now, the pitching matchup for this evening, G uh, JT Brubaker, excuse me, the right he's going to be pitching for the Pirates. He's looking for his first win, all right? He's 0-3 with a 5.34 ERA, a 1.38 whip, and a concerning FIP of 4.32. Now, he has faced the Cubs once this year at Wrigley Field when three innings pitched, allowed just three hits, allowed one earned run, and racked up four strikes. So not too shabby. All right. Well, the Cubbies, they're dealing out Keegan Thompson, a hybrid, right, because he started out as a reliever, and then he came in now as a starter. And, man, he's been uh, he's been a pleasant surprise, to say the least, for the Cubbies. He's 2-0 with a 1.67 ERA, a 1.07 whip, 3.99 FIP, so it's almost teetering into the, eh, you don't really like that number zone, but he's doing well enough. His Sierra, the skill interactive ERA, which we like to look at as well, 3.69, so that's a solid number. Batting average of balls in play, league average is 300, he's at 250. Left on base percentage, fantastic at 93%. Ground ball percentage at 56.5%. Home run to fly ball ratio. 10% league average, he's above it with 8.7%. So look, all the numbers are looking really sharp for Keegan Thompson as at this point. He also went up against Pittsburgh, had a sharp uh, performance, went four innings pitched, allowed just two hits, no earned runs, racked up four Ks. And he has been pitching really well at Wrigley Field, where he's got a 1.08 ERA at the friendly confines, a WOBA of 252, a FIP of 3.46, and a WHIP of 0.84. So based on that pitching matchup and those statistics and the Cubs overall, what they've been doing as of late, you can maybe look at a first five approach here for the Cubbies. But I don't really, I, again, I don't hate that idea. I think you're okay going for the full scope of the game here because Pittsburgh really has a poor bullpen. Their ERA throughout their bullpen is 4.28 with a whip of 1.32. Now, the Cubbies have had a fairly solid bullpen up to this point, 3.27 ERA and a 1.20 whip. And I was talking about this on the Chicago City cast earlier today, and I'm like, you know what? I like this spot because of the pitching matchup with Keegan Thompson, 
but I wanted to see what the Cubs lineup was looking like before I pulled the trigger on Chicago because there really are a handful of batters who have been hitting very well as of late and especially against Brubaker in this specific matchup, that being Wilson Contreras. Against the Pirates this year, he's batting 357, 10 for 28 with two homers, three doubles and eight ribbies in seven games. He's also a 300 career hitter against Brubaker. So, yeah, pretty favorable to see for that uh, for Contreras, and looks like he's going to be in the lineup. Furthermore, Ian Happ, who had three hits in an RBI on Monday, is a 308 lifetime hitter against him. And add to that, Ortega and Schwindel are a combined five for eight against Brubaker. All of those players are in the lineup, so that kind of solidified my decision to backing Chicago here. Again, the markets moved in selective spots. And some are a little bit too egregious, like the minus 155 is a tad bit too steep. So make sure you shop around. And if you don't want to lay the minus 155, the run line for Chicago is plus 148. The weather here in Chicago, that's eh, a little chilly. Wind shouldn't be too much of a factor at the friendly confines. But I snagged the Cubs earlier today at minus 135. And I think they're the right play in this game and that they can keep the momentum going. So give me the Cubbies on the money line tonight at Wrigley Field. That's our first play in baseball tonight. Let's move over to the American League. Toronto, the Blue Jays, hosting the Seattle Mariners. And a guy we took a flyer on to win AL Cy Young is taking the bump, that being Logan Gilbert. And look, I might have cursed him because after we took him, he's had a couple rough outings. But I think he's due for a bounce-back spot here potentially. So Logan Gilbert, as of this point, has a record of 4-1, 2.13 ERA, 1.11 whip, 3.10 FIP, and a 3.43 Sierra. Really solid numbers all around still for Logan Gilbert. Furthermore to that, he's been tremendous on the road. 0.84 ERA, 229 WOBA, 3.43 FIP, and a 0.94 WHIP. So again, he's been really great on the road for whatever reason, but he has had two tough outings recently. Gave up three earned runs versus Tampa Bay and four versus Philly. I'm kind of liking him, well, I definitely like him over Barrios, who's going to be starting for Toronto, who's really had a tough stretch to start his campaign in 2022. He's 2-2 two two with a 5.82 ERA, 1.56 whip, and then a FIP of 5.13, high Sierra, 4.73. All the numbers are indicating that you really don't want to trust Jose Barrios here. He's given up five and six runs respectively in his last two starts. At home, he's even struggling with a 4.85 ERA, 3.48 weighted on base average, and a 5.10 fit. I get the Blue Jays offensively can hang with the best of them. They can beat any team, and that's why I don't necessarily want to look to back Seattle in the full scope of this game. Rather, I'm going to go with the first five approach. Logan Gilbert is 5-1-1 one, one on the first five money line this season. Barrios, he's 3-2-2 uh, two two as of this point. Now, along with kind of the argument of backing Seattle with the pitching, you got to look at the hitting too, right? Well, the Mariners have actually been hitting right-handed pitching better than the Blue Jays have. Seattle's got a 313 weighted on base average against righties, 294 BABIP. Toronto's at 304 with their Woba, but 278 Babbitt versus righties. It's not a huge difference, but enough to make notice of, especially considering the difference in this pitching matchup. So you could look at the plus money for the Mariners on the first five money line, but a lot of books give you the opportunity to take the half runs. You could go plus a half, meaning if they do tie on the first five money line, you would win your bet with the Mariners because they're catching half a run 
and minus 125 is the price. So some people don't like to lay it really regardless of what the bet is in baseball. So at that point, yeah, go ahead and take the money line at the plus value with the Mariners. Have no problem with that. And if they tie, you push, you get your money back. But I don't think minus 125 is that egregious for how evenly matched up, I guess you could say, this pitching matchup is for the first five innings, in my opinion. So I'm willing to lay the minus 125 for the fact that, hey, if it does tie, then we can still cash here with the Mariners. So that's what I'm going to do. Mariners first five plus a half run minus 125. I really wouldn't want to lay anything more than that. And again, I still like them with the outright money line if you want that plus money. But I'm fine laying just a little bit more for that added security. So I think the Mariners get off to a good start behind the back of Logan Gilbert, hopefully pitching well, and the Mariners able to do enough against the struggling Barrios. So that's my other baseball play tonight. Before we end the segment, however, I did have one game I was very strongly considering to bet here with the Twins and the A's. This one, I mean, uh, it, it, this Oakland A's team is just so, so bad. But the Twins themselves, I mean, I saw Correa was maybe nearing a comeback. I didn't see the updated injury list here and if he was actually going to be implemented. But the market was moving to Minnesota a little bit, so keep an eye out for them. And, you know, I have all these stats, but we're kind of running out of time. But based on Bundy and Kepler Leon, I had this pitching matchup. Look, long story short, this game could see the total go over seven despite the atrocious hitting. The market was moving that way, and some books were still offering the seven. Some were at seven and a half. So I don't know. Keep that in mind if you have some interest in another game. I would gravitate toward the Twins. Their bullpen's kind of getting stressed out, though, so maybe even just consider the over. But two final plays, the official plays, Cubs on the money line, Mariners catching a half for the first five. That's what we got in baseball. More on baseball and WNBA next with Danielle Alvari right here on Rush Out. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. That's my <laughs> Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available. You'll get set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. All righty, welcome back to the show. It is Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. Broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, right outside of the Windy City, technically, Displains, Illinois. And looking over at the big screen right now, and the Dodgers uh, team, I'm very, uh, let's just say, ticked off about. And a pitcher I'm not too content with right now, Craig Kimbrell, maybe blowing another lead. Probably not, but in the first of a doubleheader, Dodgers up 7-5, two outs, 2-2 two, two count, top of the ninth, man out third. Hey, we've seen Kimbrell do crazier things. So, uh Speaking of L.A., we got to talk about this Dodgers team with our pal Danielle Alvari, host of the Los Angeles City Cats. You can follow her on Twitter at Danielle Alvari. And Danielle, my beat was bad with the run line. You had that as well, but you also got screwed with the total last night with the Dodgers. My goodness, baseball can just beat you up from time to time, huh? Uh, I haven't even been betting a lot of baseball and I finally went in on two bets on the Dodgers and they just completely burned me had under eight and a half. And of course those two runs in the top of the ninth, not only lost us the run line, but also lost me that under. So uh, I'm a little bit burnt as well on the Dodgers right now. And now we're in the top of the ninth again and I'm reliving it all. (laughs) Did you get involved in this first game? Cause now Kimbrell, they just gave up another run. So now it's seven to six man on first. Did you bet this one too? 
No, absolutely not. I, I needed a day off from this and a double. I mean, first double header actually in Dodgers history, I think, since the 1990s, oh, wow. if you can believe it. Not a lot of rain here, so not a lot of rescheduling and double headers yeah. happening. Um, so it's been I knew that I'd have an opportunity to get in on the late game after seeing the first game. But we know that the Dodgers pitching rotation has been struggling a little bit lately and obviously um, not one I wanted to get involved in necessarily, especially with Kershaw out of the mix as well. It's just putting an even more strain on this Dodgers lineup, but tomorrow Walker Bueller, maybe I'll get involved there. Yeah. So, and even if you're not getting involved in the second leg of a double header, just kind of picking your brain about it because a lot of times, and it's not something you blindly follow, but when it comes to the double headers, the team that wins the first game, a lot of times you kind of look to fade them and go with the other team from time to time, depending on the situation. I feel like if there's a team that could win both games, you would imagine it could be the Dodgers against a team like the Diamondbacks. I mean, we'll see the result of this game, but the market is kind of moving away from them tonight for the second leg. Dodgers minus 210, Diamondbacks plus 175. So if you had to go one way, would you wait and see the result of this game first, or do you already kind of have an inkling of which way you would lean? I'm with you. I think that if there's a team that could do this in a doubleheader, it would be the Dodgers. Unfortunately, their money line is virtually unbettable all the time. So when I looked at this series and previewed it, I was like, well, we know that the Diamondbacks won two out of the three last time these two teams played, and they had a ton more value on their side, at least as far as the money line was concerned. With the Dodgers, it's almost like you can't bet anything but the run line if you want to get some decent returns. Um, this isn't a situation where I want to be hitting the run line, especially seeing what we're seeing unfold in this first game, seeing what we've seen in the last two games where they win, but they win by one run. I was actually talking to Adam Burke earlier today, and I said, I forgot that other people are normal and don't bet because I was listening to a Dodgers podcast and they were like, yeah, Dodgers got the win yesterday. I was like, who cares? They didn't cover the run line <laughs> and they didn't hit the under. And I, I didn't understand why they were so jovial. The Dodgers won. And I was like, yeah, barely. Yeah, right. It's like, come on, we got more important things on the line. If they're going to if they're going to like win by one and we have the run line, they might as well lose. Right. Because then they have to suffer just like we were. But No, it's tough. And that's what happens. And we're seeing it happen again right now with the Dodgers. We'll update you uh, on the outcome of this game right now with two two and Kimbrell at the bump. But uh, Danielle, the Angels, this team has been looking like the squad they've been waiting to finally come through. And their offense is looking solid. They're pitching except for yesterday, which, of course, got kind of knocked by that. And Syndergaard giving up six earned runs. Um, besides that, they've been looking great. The Angels minus 139 tonight. Detmer's taking the bump after his no-hit performance. How do you think he kind of responds after that here? I'm not really sure what we're going to see. Obviously, his stats are very impressive right now. We see that his whip is well below one after that no-hitter. And it's... It's really tough for me to bet on the Angels right now with the way that their defense has been playing. If you look at just how yesterday went for them, for example, they had six runs scored on them in the first inning, and poor Noah Syndergaard didn't even make it through that first inning. So the Angels, for me, their defense is the struggle. I also don't really trust their depth of their bullpen, so when I look at their games, I have to stick to first fives a lot of the time. Um, I do think that they get this done against the Rangers, but we saw what happened yesterday, so the Angels pretty much are just a very unstable team for me right now. Uh, not something I'm necessarily looking to get in on tonight. Uh, and the totals are completely unbettable because the Angels will have very, very solid pitching. And it'll look like we're going into the seventh, eighth inning. Everything is all good. And then a bunch of runs will show up either from them or from their opponents. So it's really after those first fives that the Angels get so dicey. Yep, that's a Joe Madden special. That's why it's got to be first five or nothing for me regarding the Angels. Uh, Danielle, before we move on to some WNBA, my producers tell me you got some other action in baseball with a no run in the first inning. Is that correct? 
Yeah, uh, our producer Britton inspired me to get back into the saddle with these. Last year it went really well for me. I haven't. Yes. I mean, who does it? It's instant (laughs) gratification, right? No run. Yes. Run. Uh, I bet these a lot last year. I haven't done it as much this season because I've been focusing on the NBA and the WNBA. So as soon as the NBA wraps up, then I'm sure I'm going to get back into these no runs and yes runs, but they're so much fun because it's instant and it just gives so much drama to the moment of the first inning. So I'm going to go no run in the first inning on this Tigers Rays game. Obviously, uh, maybe you've heard of the Tigers. They're terrible. Uh, Just lackluster at the plate. They're dead last in runs per game. Um, They've also gone 21 straight games, I think, now without scoring a run in the first inning. Now, of course, you look to the Rays. Perhaps they're the reason that this goes over and doesn't hit. But Shane McClanahan here, 0.92 whip, 2.52 ERA. And then Bo Breesks here, 1.19 whip. I think we have two solid arms on the mound here and not necessarily the most solid and consistent lineups. It's minus 129 on Bet Rivers, no run in the first inning. I think it's worth a hit. All right, I like it. Well, hey, Danielle, uh, the Dodgers did hang on, so we can uh, get them winning another. Th- that's three in a row. They Every time they won, they cover the run line. Now it's three in a row. They have one by one. It's ridiculous, but they have another opportunity to do it later tonight. We'll see how that goes. But, Danielle, we got to squeeze in some WNBA. I know you love betting it. You're crushing it, and I'm really looking forward to it because I need another sport to bet when baseball does terrible things to us like what happened last night. So tell me some angles you got tonight. I know you have some interest in this dream and fever game to get things started what are we looking to wager here yeah dream fever the first thing i bet right away was under under the total of 158 and a half is when i got it actually i think it's moved ever so slightly since then but i definitely think that's worth a look still because the dream are the best defensive team in the league right now for me they're limiting really good teams to barely any points again we're about four games into the season so keep that in mind Uh, but the dream and fever is kind of the matchup of the two sort of last place teams last year and they've taken huge steps forward it's unfortunate because the rest of the league also took steps forward so they're still kind of towards the bottom of the pack here. The Dreamer probably really last in this league. They can't get their offense to figure things out, but the Fever has a bunch of rookies. One of them, Nalissa Smith, I don't think is going to be playing, actually. She put up 18 points in three quarters. They actually played recently. The Dream and Fever just played the other day, and the Dream won. Uh, I think that I'm going to ride with the Dream again here. I added Dream Moneyline as well. It's a pick in most spots, so I think between these two teams, I'm going to bet on the team that's going to get more boards and also have the stronger defense. They've already won once. I see no reason why they won't again, especially with the Fever missing Melissa Smith. So I'm going to go dream money line and also under on this game. And then I also have an under uh, on the sun Liberty game, which is interesting because these two teams actually open the season against each other and the sun. Maybe you heard about them last year. They were top three, top four team. People thought maybe they'll win a championship and they come out and lose their opening game to the Liberty of all teams, uh, which was very shocking. Now they're seven point favorite, similar to the line we saw from that first game. I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. There's no reason why the sun team shouldn't win by 10. But I don't know what happened in that first game. Hopefully it doesn't happen to them again. The Liberty have been on a losing streak lately. Their shooting's been way down. So unless they bounce back in a big way, I think the Sun are going to get it done here. I did not want to bet Sun (laughs) minus seven here. It was under duress, I swear. Uh, But I do think (laughs) it's the right side to be on. It's a lot of points to lay. And the Sun's offense is problematic, but they are getting Courtney Williams back tonight. A couple players to help them out on offense. So... I do think the Suns should get this done, but they have let me down so far. Uh, Also, Mystics at the Wings, another two teams that have already played each other, and the Wings upset them, one by almost 10 the other day, which was gnarly, because I had Mystics minus seven and a half, and I had to sit through that. Uh, Mystics (laughs) were up most of that game, through three quarters, and then I have to come back and see that I went to get dinner, and the Wings come ahead and win by 10. So, 
the Mystics are the better team here. Elena Deladon in action. I'm going to take Mystics minus one and a half. Hey, well, Danielle, you're due after that beat, after what happened in baseball. And the market seems to be moving in your favor. Or, or I mean, I mean, looks like you're moving the market Three. yourself. So uh, I think yeah. we'll have to be riding with you here, Danielle. Keep it up. Love getting your WNBA action. Hopefully baseball turns around for us. We'll be rooting for you. And thanks for making some time as always. Thanks, Danny. You got it. Host of the Los Angeles City Cast. Danielle Elvari. Give her a follow on Twitter at Danielle Elvari. She'll get you covered with in-game bets, not only pre-flop, and of course, all those great episodes out on the West Coast. Coming up next, we'll talk some NBA. Nick Whalen going to be joining us right here on Russia. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want more betting insights to help give you an edge? Well, check out Beeson's Best Bets podcast, where you can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of Beeson experts who are tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports books not only in Vegas, but across the entire country. So go ahead and download the Beeson Best Bets podcast right now at Beeson.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. Okay, welcome back into Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. We're talking NBA this segment, and it just happened to work out kind of seamlessly that we got the news of some players that are going to be absent and big players at that for the Celtics and the Heat game. So big movement not only in the game, but the series price with the news that the Celtics will be missing their big man, Al Horford, and Marcus Smart as well. So two key pieces out of that starting lineup missing game one for Boston. The game line, it was at about two, slowly getting up to two in the hook. Now it's at four in favor of Miami, and every time I keep refreshing the page at Bet Rivers, the money line's going up from like minus 170, now up to minus 186. And not only did the game line move for game one naturally, but series price. Boston, we knew, was like up to minus 175, now they're minus 143, and the Heat are plus 115 to win the series. So long story short, we're going to save it for next segment. Obviously, I didn't handicap this occurring, but I like the Heat regardless of those two players being out, and we'll get into the reasons why I did more so next segment. But obviously, now you would think that the Heat have a little bit more of an advantage. But we've seen crazier things happen, late scratches. The team still performs well, right? The fallen star theory, but with two guys and two big pieces, and one of them on the defensive side, eh, that's going to be tough. That is going to be very tough. So, again, we're seeing the line at four, minus 186 for Miami on the money line, Boston plus 150. The total gets even lower at 202 and a half. So let's get deeper into it. Let's bring in our pal Nick Whalen, senior NBA editor over at RotoWire, to get his thoughts on this late news. Nick, like we said, the two missing pieces now for the Celtics. How do they respond after that going into tonight? Yeah, major, major news uh, with about 90 minutes uh, until tip uh, in this game. And I, I think it's also important to note, you know, there was a follow-up on that news from Woj who said the Celtics are already bracing for Al Horford to likely miss game two of the wow. series as well. So obviously you get Robert Williams back. Uh, there was a report earlier today that, you know, he had a couple good days of practice these last few days. You know, he's going to be ready for a high-minute role. But, you know, for as great as Robert Williams is defensively, 
you know, I actually thought Boston maybe benefited from not having him available at times in that Milwaukee series because of the shooting that Al Horford brings, the shooting that Grant Williams obviously brought in that series. Um, they're a better defensive team when Robert Williams is out there, but I think they're a more dynamic offensive team when you have the shooters uh, out there instead of a guy and Robert Williams who, outside of a few baseline jumpers, isn't going to give you a whole lot outside of the restricted area. Um, in terms of game one tonight, though, Danny, I'm with you. I thought Miami was going to win regardless. Um, I, I don't think this necessarily changes all that much as far as how we view the series. You know, it's not like Miami has all of a sudden switched to being the favorite when you look at the, you know, the conference finals markets, uh, whatever sports book uh, of your choice. But, you know, for tonight, I, I think Boston was going to be uh, in an uphill battle no matter what, playing a game seven 48 hours ago. You know, Miami's been off since Thursday night. Um, this game is in Miami. Obviously, there's travel involved for Boston. So they were going to be up against it no matter what. But, man, uh, it, it was going to be a dogfight. And, and now I think you feel even better, especially if you're holding a, a Heat minus one and a half or Heat minus two ticket. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I snagged the money line like minus 130, but now it's like a 56 cent difference. So you don't really yeah. know when these things are going to happen. And sometimes, I mean, of course, and we don't know how much of an impact this is going to have on the game. I mean, Boston could, of course, go out there and still win, but you're definitely feeling a little bit more comfortable. And that's just how crazy the NBA can be on a day-to-day -day basis, especially this deep in the postseason. Now, Nick, let's, for example, just say that Miami does win this game. And I guess if Horford is out for that now, next game but uh, maybe they get Marcus Smart back how do you look to maybe bet game two do you look and go all right well you thought Boston was going to struggle because maybe not that much time off in between and you thought they were going to bounce back or does this completely change everything uh, how are you looking to maybe view that next game yeah but we'll see how Boston looks tonight you know they still have Jason Tatum they still have Jalen Brown they still have Grant Williams who, who played so well in that round two series against Milwaukee so I, I don't think Boston's going to completely lay over here. You know, I, I think if Jason Tatum was placed in health and safety protocols 90 minutes before the game, uh, we'd be looking at a different story, but they, they could still challenge Miami and potentially win this game. It's only a four and a half point spread. You know, we're looking at a smaller spread for this game than game one of Dallas Golden State uh, tomorrow night. So I, I think we could still get a competitive game here, but um, you know, the smart injury is certainly something to monitor. Um, you know, this series is going to go every other day uh, at the beginning here. So, you know, if, if Marcus Smart can't play, uh, on a Tuesday, um, you know, he's only going to have 48 hours to recuperate uh, a, a pretty key injury when you're talking about a mid foot sprain, you know, something that you can't necessarily play through, you know, if it's bothering you, you need, you need your right foot to play basketball. So that's one that I'm a little worried about. Uh, we could be looking at a situation where Boston uh, is without those two guys again in game two, in which case we'll have to look back and see how do they play game one? You know, if they lose, what kind of adjustments can they make? Uh, the big question for me is going to be, can Peyton Pritchard and Derek White step up and replace a decent amount of that production? Because we already know Grant Williams has proven uh, he can, he can you know, exceed what Al Horford can provide on the offensive end, but it was a pretty big-time up-and-down series for both Pritchard and White uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Those guys are going to need to be better in Game 1. Now, before we move on to the Western Conference side of things, really quick, one more thought on this game, Nick. I mean, this total open like 206.5 went down as low as just 202.5. Now it's at 203 and a half. How does the dynamic change with the absence of Horford and Smart to this total? I mean, you could look at it that, hey, Miami could maybe have the advantage offensively then, but then conversely, the Celtics are losing some offensive dominance. So I don't know. I mean, how do you look at it at that point? Yeah, to me, it's probably a little bit of a wash. Um, obviously, you're losing some defensive tenacity, especially on the perimeter. You know, when you're going from Marcus Smart 
to someone like Derek White. You know, that's a pretty big drop off uh, in terms of perimeter defense. But to me, it's just going to come down to like, how much do we trust Miami shooting to come around? I know I like the under in this game. Miami has shot 29.8% from three as a team in these playoffs. And at some point that's going to reverse, but you know, you look back at that series that they played against Philadelphia in round two, and the pace of that series was 92.2 through six games. I mean, that is like, you know, mid eighties NBA pace or or early two thousands, I guess, for a more recent example. Um, And I think Boston is comfortable playing that kind of game. You know, they hit what 22 threes in game seven against Milwaukee and still didn't even get to 110 points in that game. So I think both of these teams are comfortable playing slowly I think these are two of the five best defenses in the entire league. Uh, and, and really those absences on the Boston side don't really make me reconsider all that much uh, that I do like the under, even as this number continues to fall. All right, Nick. Well, let's now transition over to the Western Conference. Tomorrow's game, 8 p.m. Central time tip, Golden State at home, lane five in the hook against Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. This total we're seeing 214 and a half. We know that the Warriors are over a $2 favorite to win the series. We seem to keep counting out Dallas, yet they find a way to win. And Golden State looked really shaky against this Memphis team that obviously were missing John Morant for a handful of games. Are we overvaluing the Warriors? Are we not giving the Mavericks enough credit? I, I mean, how do you view this series and game one? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, and I think maybe we're overvaluing the Warriors here. You know, I, I think you have to kind of look, use the, the old like seventh grade transitive property from math class here where, you know, if you're like me and you thought that Phoenix was the most bulletproof team in the Western Conference and maybe the entire league, and we just saw Dallas, you know, bulldoze this team, you know, blow them out in both game six and game seven. There's no reason to believe that this should continue uh, against the Warriors team that at least in my mind was an inferior team to the Phoenix Suns. Now, you know, Golden State has the offensive firepower that Dallas simply doesn't. You know, Dallas in a lot of ways is, is kind of a one-man show, a one-and-a-half-man show, depending on what you think uh, about Jalen Brunson, whereas, you know, Golden State can have games where Stephen Curry doesn't have to play all that well because Jordan Poole can step up, Clay Thompson can step up, Draymond Green can step up. Dallas doesn't necessarily have that luxury. Like if Luka has a bad game, almost certainly the Mavs are going to lose. Uh, so, so Dallas's room for error is smaller here. I understand why Golden State is favored, but I think Luka is the best player remaining in the playoffs at this point. And it makes you wonder like who on Golden State is going to match up with Luka Doncic? You know, can you really have Draymond Green trail him around? Do you want to get Draymond in foul trouble? Um, you know, Curry obviously doesn't have the size, neither does Poole, neither does Thompson. You know, it, it's going to be a really, really interesting chess match between these two teams. I, I think I like Golden State in game one. You know, they're well-rested. Uh, they're playing at home. That should be a pretty big advantage. But I, I think we're set for a long series here, Danny. Yeah, I'm with you. It's going to be a blast, man. And, of course, keep your updates on Twitter because who knows what's going to happen on a minute-to-minute basis. Mm-hmm. But check out Nick on Twitter, at Waylon. Instead of the L, it's the one because they'll get you updated with all that info. Great content over at Rotowire. Nick, thank you for making some time, my man, and enjoy the game tonight. All right, will do, Danny. Thanks for having me, as always. You bet. There he is, Nick Whalen, folks. Once again, at Whalen on the tweets. Love catching up, talking hoops with him. No Marcus Smart, no Al Horford. Miami is getting steamed up. Now as high as five on the spread. Total as low as 202 and a half. Wow, huge news there. We'll talk more about it coming up next and some other hockey action. Stick around. Final segment on Rush Hour.
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hockey playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer throughout the entire Stanley Cup postseason. And throughout the postseason, go ahead and place three same-game parlays of $10 or more on each round 
and you'll receive a $10 free bet at the conclusion of each round. Think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Create your ideal combination with same-game parlays on the BetRivers app or at BetRivers.com. Alrighty, it is our final segment here on Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday evening and an eventful one at that with the recent news. But let's get deeper into it with my best bets for this Tuesday evening, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes. We've got a play in basketball that now has obviously altered a tad bit. An additional series bet in the Stanley Cup postseason and a recap of our two baseball plays from the beginning of this show. Starting off on the hardwood, Miami, Boston. Latest news coming out, no Al Horford for this game and potentially not even for game two. And also Marcus Smart will not be taking part in this game one. Miami now up to minus four and a half at Bet Rivers. Money line up to minus 200. Boston. Plus 160 on the money line. Total we see at 203 and a half. Well, Miami came in here a little bit injured as well. Kyle Lowry we know is out, but he has been missing a game here and there throughout the last series against Philadelphia. And I won't spend too much time on this now that it's completely changed, but I bet the Miami Heat in this game. We talked about it on the Chicago City cast earlier today. And, you know, we always log our bets at VEASAN.com. And I'm not going to say, hey, you know, you missed out because who the hell knew that this was going to happen. But sometimes you do get the benefit. And that's why we always say, hey, check out the best bets log page so you get some of that action early on. But I did get Miami minus 130. So that's what I'm rocking with. And I wouldn't completely freak out based on the news that Horford and Smart are missing this game. I wouldn't freak out in the sense of automatically laying four and a half, automatically laying $2 on the money line. No, I wouldn't completely do that because we have seen situations time and time again, the fall and star theory, where you're missing a guy and you could survive a game or two, not really two, but you could survive that upcoming game and get past the current situation in adversity. We talk about it with Dan Leach, host of the Detroit City cast from time to time. But missing two players and in a game where I already liked the opposition being the Miami Heat, I don't think it's going to happen tonight for Boston, right? They had two games. They really had three tough games in a row, losing that game five at home against Milwaukee when the Bucs came back, faced elimination on the road in Milwaukee, even though they won, faced elimination game seven, even though it was a breeze in the second half, still kind of a mentally and physically exhausting type of series. And then what, you got a day off and now you got to go to South Beach against a team in the East with the best record and a team that thrives at home? Yeah, I liked Miami in this spot. Like him even more so now, but again, I wouldn't rush to take advantage or what you think you may be taking advantage of with the four and a half and two dollars. And I'm not saying I'd rather take Boston, but instead, what I would do here is probably just have a little patience and do see if there is an in-game opportunity right away if Boston gets maybe some momentum and then he could get a better spot on Miami. But look, I mean, if you really have enough confidence still now with that news that Miami's just going to roll, I'm not going to talk you off it. But again, don't just automatically play it because of that. But I am on, I, uh, I am on Miami in this game, excuse me. And now, obviously, this changes the dynamic for the entire series and for game two. But I'll be sweating out the Miami Heat, minus 130 on the money line. I think they do find a way, and yeah, they probably do cover minus four and a half. Um, I did like a prop in this game, but this is going to change now too, so again, we won't spend too much time on it, but if it is posted, 
at or around the same spot. I think a good look tonight, and I didn't bet this, but I wanted to discuss it, was Tyler Hero and his points prop of 14 and a half. This could even be more beneficial and probably change because of the absence of Marcus Smart if he's ever facing Tyler Hero defensively. But Tyler Hero, I like the idea of going over 14 and a half points with him. He's averaging 14 points per game this postseason, but 15 points per game at home this postseason. He had gone over this mark in five out of 11 postseason games thus far, but at home in six postseason games, he had scored more than 14 and a half points in four out of those six games. He faced the Celtics three times this season, only averaged 10.3 points per game, but he only played one home game against them, and it was at the way beginning of the year. But what's really important here is that just the necessity for the Heat to have Hero do good for his production to skyrocket, considering he was averaging about 20 points per game at home during the regular season. But you look at his shot selection. A majority of his shot attempts come from mid-range this postseason at 44%, and he's making 48%, which is a big spike compared to the regular season. Now, Boston, we know, has a great defense, but where they slack just a little bit, is at mid-range, okay? The 39% of their opponent's shot attempts are coming from mid-range, and their opponents are knocking down 39% of them. So if there's a guy who could thrive in that specific setting, perhaps it could be Tyler Hero, and perhaps you're getting a good buy-low spot relatively based because on the fact he hasn't been dominating this postseason, maybe he comes alive this series in Game 1 at home, and even furthermore, because of the absence of Marcus Smart. So keep that in mind. We'll see if, if and when or what the numbers reposted at. But that's one that I had some interest in. Overall, though, we did take Miami earlier in the day, minus 130 on the money line. That's what we got in basketball tonight. I told you yesterday that I might have an additional series bet in hockey, and I did end up pulling the trigger. So our guy at VEASAN, our NHL expert, Andy McNeil, Love his work, always reference it, and always look forward to it before I make any bets because I want to see if I'm just completely off my rocker or if I'm on the right path to think in the right way. So in his write-up at VEASAN, long story short, he liked the Flames to win this series. And when we were talking yesterday, so I think he laid like minus 190, and I do have confidence in the Flames to win, but I wasn't in love with the idea of laying that much. I am in other settings, but not necessarily with the Flames. Yesterday, the best number was like minus 176, so unfortunately, me waiting, I missed the ship there. But basically, like I was saying, I do like the Flames here. Look, long story short, they faced Ottinger, who had an out-of-body experience the whole dang series, yet they still got past him. And Markstrom was playing insanely well, allowed just 11 goals, had a 1.53 goals against average, and a save percentage of over 94%. Realistically, Mike Smith will not be on the same level as Ottinger, the Flames can take advantage of this more lackluster Edmonton Oilers defense. And I think that Markstrom will have a good enough performance to get them by the Oilers. So I wanted to bet them to win the series, but again, the line got too expensive. So I was considering the series spread. Calgary minus one and a half, best number in Illinois was plus 112. So that's what I ended up doing, meaning you need the Flames to win in a sweep five or six games. You just can't have it go to seven. But here's the thing, because, hey, maybe it is the Battle of Alberta, more of a rivalry. These teams hate each other, yada, yada, yada. Could be a closely played series. If you're doing the series spread bet like myself, plus 112, hey, maybe the Flames do lose game one. And if that happens, well, then you'll get a lot better price on the overall series play for the Flames. Because I do think they win it. And obviously, if they do win game one, then you're not going to have that good of a price. 
for the plus money on them in the series spread. But if they lose in the just outright winner for the series price, will be more appropriate and more of a viable option, in my opinion, on the Flames. But regardless, I do think the Flames are the better team, and I think they can win this series in six games or less. So count me in for Calgary, minus one and a half on the series spread, plus 112. And if you recall from yesterday, we also have the same bet with the Hurricanes over the Rangers, Carolina, minus one and a half on the series spread at the price of plus 110. So all in all, as we wrap up here, we got about five plays that we dished out. And in baseball, at the beginning of the show, we gave you the Cubs money line, minus 135, what I bet and talked about on the Chicago City cast earlier today. Make sure you check it out wherever you get your podcasts available if you want more local content around the Windy City. But shop around because it's up to minus 155 at Bet Rivers, but some other shops have different prices, like the pitching matchup with Keegan Thompson and the Cubs. A lot of the Cubs hitters in the lineup tonight have thrived against Brubaker and the Pirates in general. Hopefully the Cubs can capture that momentum from their 9-0 win yesterday. Carry it on tonight at Wrigley. So give me the Cubs on the money line, minus 135. And then another spot, we're doing the first five, catching a half run with the Seattle Mariners. Logan Gilbert, been a tremendous pitcher this season going against Barrios. Don't trust Barrios. Yes, the Blue Jays' offense can be solid against righties. They haven't been as good like the Mariners have, and Gilbert's been great in the first five. I don't hate taking the first five money line outright, but I'm laying just minus 125, which I think is fine, in my opinion, to catch the half run. And if it ties, you still cash your bet, so I'll go with that with the Mariners. And then, like we just said in hockey, the Flames minus 1.5 on the series spread, plus 112, and the Hurricanes minus 1.5 on the series spread, plus 110 and of course well we had the heat on the money line but that that line has gone nuts now it just keeps refreshing it keeps getting higher but yeah last number we saw minus four and a half with miami minus two dollars on the money line boston now plus 160 no l horford no marcus smart we'll see what happens but thank you for tuning in to another edition of rush hour best of luck with all your plays we'll catch up again tomorrow until then take care folks Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.